Welcome to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk, where there's more to talk about than shooting. There's reloading and hunting and self-defense, too. All right, we're back with you here. Tom Gresham, it's Gun Talk. Yeah, Gun Talk. If you want to check us out on the web, guntalk.com. You can also go to guntalk.tv, where we have hundreds and hundreds of videos Safety videos, introductory videos, how to shoot trap or skeet, pretty much anything you will need to know about guns, we have it at guntalk.tv. Of course, we also have our TV shows, Guns and Gear and Gun Talk television shows, and those air on the Versus, soon to be rebranded, NBC Sports on the Versus television network. A lot of things going on here. Our number, 866-TALK-GUNS, if you want to reach us here, 866-825-5400. Eight six. Stacy had called in. I wanted to make sure that we we got her in here on line one. Yeah, Hello, Stacy. How are you? I'm pretty good. I, I've got I'm, I've got an elusive question. I've had uh, hand surgery and I've broken my wrist a couple times and all that good stuff. Which for a 45 year old woman, it, you know, I, I'm dangerous. You know but what? It's, it's, it's time. A little burst of 380 right now with the crimson on it, mm-hmm. and I'm still having kick from it. And I had seen the new Rhino. And I was wondering, does it really reduce the kick or to, and you know centralize it back as a force? And can you put a crimson on it? You need to give up rodeo. I'm, Why? I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm just thinking that uh, all that rodeo bull riding you're doing is tearing up your wrist. <laughs> I, I'm just a real estate broker. I'm not dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's back up. <laughs> Uh, you want to, are we looking for a gun for self-defense? Are you carrying it or keeping it in the car or in the I'm home? I'm doing both. I have a taser in my door and I don't usually travel with male clients, but I can go into my office sometimes before sunlight and I've got, you know, Castle Doctrine here in Texas and my, uh, my mm-hmm. broker, my over broker doesn't care that I've got my gun in there, okay. but I have a problem with that birth and my husband's bread and nine mil. They both just kick too far up on me and I can't keep the tip down yeah <laughs> let me think about this for a second um i'm gonna re- do you have any problem working the slide on your pistol sounds like you probably don't you can you can do that it's just the recoil that's the issue yeah it's the recoil the slide is easy i mean i just it just goes in fact i don't even leave around in the chamber because the safety on that little burst is so temperamental half the time the safety wants to go on and half the time it doesn't want to go off so right, I just I, don't leave you around in the chamber. Okay. I am trying to find right now. There's a, a pistol I want to recommend for you. And, it, it, and I'm not going to recommend the uh, the Rhino. Okay. I've, I've shot it. It's big. It's bulky. It's not what you're looking for. Um, and I'm, there's a pistol from SIG. I'm look, trying to find the right model number right now. And we shot it recently, and it really surprised me. I was didn't think we were going to... I, frankly, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. It is a slightly larger than the Bursa, but it's got a grip on it in such a just, there's almost no recoil. And I apologize for not having that information handy for you right now. I am trying to uh, to find that on their website. If they had pictures of these darn things on their website, I could find it easier. Can Let me do this. Can you keep listening while I try to hunt this up and I find this? Because... I'm going to suggest really strongly, this is a, a European design pistol. It looks like a typical European, almost like a, a Walther type design. Oh, I lived but, over there 12 years. I, I know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. It is, um, yeah. 
when we shot it, in fact, we just sh- uh, it's going to air on our Guns and Gear television show in a week or two. And what was stunning to me was almost no muzzle rise at all. It's something about the shape of the grip and the comfort level of the grip, and it's in a 380, which is not a really you know big recoiling round. And because it's a little bit larger, it works really well. Now, here's the thing. temperamental with its ammo? Because that burst said at Argentina, and it's just, she's real temperamental about her ammunition. Did not find that to be the case at all. Go home. Yeah, we we did not find that to be the case at all. Uh, What I don't know is, I don't, I'm guessing that there is not a, uh, a laser grip available for it. So you may have to forego the laser on this. Mm hmm. So it's that's you know it's gonna be a call. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to run to the break now. I'm gonna during the break I'm going to hustle around on uh, the SIG website so I can figure out which exact model this is, and then I will talk about it over the air. And if you'll keep listening, we will get that for you. How's that? Okay, that sounds great. Thank you so much, and you have All a blessed right. day. Thank you, Stacy. I appreciate that. Eight six six Talk Guns. When we come back, we're gonna be talking about comparing cartridges. You ever like to do that? Well, there's a new book out that helps you compare all the different cartridges. Which are the best? Which are the fastest? Which use the heaviest bullets? Comparing one versus the other. Lots of good stuff here. 866-TALK-GUNS. I'm Tom Gresham. Imagine a pistol that can easily adapt to fit any hand size. A pistol you can quickly take down for maintenance without any tools. Now imagine this pistol has all the -the out-of-the-box accuracy and reliability of a Sig Sauer. Stop imagining and start shooting the new P250 from Sig Sauer. The P250 gives you the flexibility to change caliber, grip size, slide length, and trigger at will. It's the one gun that changes everything. Learn more at SigSauer.com. That's S-I-G-S-A-U-E-R dot com. Here at Double Tap Ammunition, it's all about quality control. Every single round has been inspected by our eyes and touched by our hands. If you need powerful, accurate, and reliable ammunition, you need Double Tap Ammunition. Go to DoubleTapAmmo.com and enter promo code GUNTALK for 10% off your entire order. That's right, 10% off just for entering the promo code GUNTALK. Order some premium ammunition today at DoubleTapAmmo.com. That's DoubleTapAmmo.com. The National Shooting Sports Foundation, the trade association for America's firearms industry, is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year and wants Gun Talk listeners to join in the celebration. Visit nssf.org slash gun talk and enter to win a $500 gift card to Cabela's. For 50 years, NSSF has worked to promote, protect, and preserve hunting and the shooting sports, and we applaud those efforts. Enter to win today at nssf.org slash gun talk. The perfect concealed carry gun, it's the Taurus 740, but you can call it slim. The Taurus Slim is a lightweight design and thinner than any other 40 caliber in its class. No revealing lines or lumps makes this the perfect concealed carry gun. Winner of the 2011 Golden Bullseye Award from NRA's American Rifleman Magazine, it's the Taurus 740, but you can call it Slim. See more at TaurusUSA.com.
things. This is for Stacy, who is looking for a pistol that wouldn't recoil much. She's got a problem with, uh, I told her her rodeo days are over. She keeps getting injured. Not really, but she's had some surgery on her wrist. Um, what I was talking about was the SIG P232. The 232. If you look up on their website, go to uh, SIGSour.com and then look up the SIG P232. You'll see what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, sour, S-A-U-E-R. Thank you. It's not like a sour ball. It's uh, S-I-G-S-A-U-E-R.com. Uh, we took this thing out and shot it, and I really didn't know what we are going to experience with it. But I love the feel of the grip. The grip feel feels just wonderful. It's a, like a rubber molded grip. And when we're shooting this thing, the the sights do not come off the target. And the barrel, and we're shooting it you know, with the video cameras, the barrel is barely rising. I kind of like the idea of a compact, but not a subcompact, a compact to, yeah, it's a little smaller than midsize, in 380. Because the 380 ammo now is so good. And you put that into a small rig like this, but it's not so small that's hard to control, and there's very little recoil. Um, this is one that you really ought to take a look at. It's called the SIG P232. Stacey, I appreciate you mentioning that, so it gives me a chance to talk about a, a pistol we recently shot that we really enjoyed. Now, you probably have guessed that I am a gun geek. I like all the esoterica. I mean, I... As a kid, I would read reloading manuals, and I would read cartridges of the world and gun digest and such and compare, you know, let's compare the 270 versus the 30 6 Let's compare the 30 6 to the 7mm Magnum. Let's compare, I mean, all this stuff that we all do. Well, finally, we have a book that makes all of that easy. It's called The Cartridge Comparison Guide. Andrew Chamberlain authored this and put it together. Hey, Andrew, how you doing, man? Hey, Tom. Awesome. How are you doing? Well, good. I got a chance to meet Andrew a few weeks ago at the uh, annual conference of the Professional Outdoor Media Association, and we hit it off right off the bat because we're both gun geeks. I, is that a fair statement? Oh, that's absolutely fair. I'm guilty. <laughs> guilty. <laughs> well, obviously, look, when I look at this book, it's very clear to me that no person who is on his medications would have put this book together. You are clearly off your rocker to do this much work. <laughs> Yeah, there there's a lot of off hours gone into that book, I tell you what. Well, when somebody asks you what is the book, how do you explain it to them? You know, I, I tell them it's really hard to explain, but it's basically the ultimate hunting and ballistics manual. Uh, professional hunters are calling it the hunting Bible. Uh, there, there's not a title big enough or, or grandiose enough for it yet, so I just call well, it the cartridge comparison guide. Well, that's what I found as I'm looking through it. I'm thinking, oh, well, you can do the Oh, wait, but you can also do this and, oh, look over here. What you have done, and see if I can explain this, and you can fine-tune it for me, because I'm still trying to get a handle on it. You essentially have organized this in such a way where however you want to do your comparisons, one versus the other, you can say, okay, let's look at velocities, and we'll compare everything by velocity. Or let's look at bullet weight and compare everything by bullet weight. Is, is that a way to at least start to explain how you, you did this? Yes, sir. That's that's a good way to start with the data tables. Uh, what we've done is we've taken every cartridge from A to Z, from 17 caliber all the way up to 585. We've taken all the factory loads, all the hand load data that we can find, and we've taken the best performance out of each one of those, and we've consolidated it into a data table. 
Then we take that data table and we've sorted it seven different ways. So depending on what you're looking for, like you said, caliber, bowl weight, velocity, energy, sectional density, momentum, right. recoil, folks can look at it and see what they're looking for and anything that's comparable. But the thing that's so neat about this book is that's only one part of the four different sections of the book. There's an introduction that, that helps a lot of folks understand, oh, there's a lot more to consider that really makes it simpler. Right. Uh, then the data tables. Then we talk about all the different bullet structures that are out there, how they expand, how they're built, how you can predict how they're going to behave. And then there's the quick reference ballistics data in the back. So, so it's really a very comprehensive book. I mean, we're very proud of it. And uh, not to bang my own drum, you know, but there's nothing else out there like it. I mean, it is it is really a neat deal. Uh, it's a thought leader, and we're just we're really proud, and we want to share it with the world. Well, 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 I agree with you. I've never seen anything like this, and I have been, as you know, I'm pretty technically oriented when it comes to ballistics, and this one pulls material together. It's not just the material wasn't out there like this that you could find. You just had to go through a dozen different books and spend hours of compiling it, which is clearly what you have done. You've got you've done all that work for everybody so they can have the material in one volume. Right, that's that's correct. Yeah, the, it's published data. You can go each each data point is cited by its source. Right, there's I'm, no I'm flipping through it now. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no backyard barbecue in it. Uh, but but what we've done is yeah we've compiled it in a way that's never been done and we approach things in in a voice from from the the user side from the layman's term there's mm-hmm. no it's all simple speak there's no complicated uh, convoluted stuff in there just straightforward and says you know here, here's what you get and so it's 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 really nice and it's just a quick reference source uh, you know for folks like yourself or the beginner um, they can really find a lot of value in it because it's so simple. So well, one of, one of the things you do in here that I think is really helpful to a lot of people is say, okay, you want to hunt deer. Let's yeah. talk about cartridges and bullets because the two are really, while they're interlinked, they are separate subjects, aren't they? Yes, very much so. And then you say, okay, let's talk maybe 243 up to 270. What can you do with that? And then you say, let's talk about uh, the 30 calibers. What can you do with that, ideally? And then what type of bullets are available? Because, you know, you can say, all right, I mean, you and I could sit here and say, okay, you know, you could take a 308 and hunt everything. And they say, yes, you can, but in order to do that, you've got to choose the right bullets. Uh, and, And when we say bullets, friends and neighbors, we're talking about the projectile itself. Uh, because that's what actually does the work once it gets to the animal. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's that's one thing we put a lot of emphasis on throughout. Um, I hope I hope you appreciate that as well. Is we 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 put a lot of effort into having technically accurate verbiage, using mm-hmm. the correct word and the correct definitions, and having that consistent throughout to where people get to be able to use the right tools, understand things by using the right terminology to get to the end they need to be at. And you included handguns there, so it's not just rifles for hunting. Yes, yes, we have we have handguns, we have rifles. And the nice thing about it, I, the the lady that called in previously was talking about recoil. Mm-hmm. We have we have a data table that's specific to recoil, so folks can look at it and see the energy they need, the, the bullet weight they need, those types of things, and see how uh, recoil will compare from one cartridge to the other, and also how they can reduce recoil uh, based on the platform weight they're using, whether it's a rifle or a handgun. So if you said, okay, I I want to hunt elk, but I really don't want to have a big kicking rifle. I just don't like recoil. You can go through, through here and find something that will be effective on elk and still have the least amount of recoil possible. Absolutely. Yeah, we go through and you can look at the, we, we break animals down by their by their structure, by their, their musculation, by their bone structure, those types of things, and talk about 
okay, levels of energy, uh, you know, bowl of weights, those types of things that would that would be uh, effective on an elk. And then you can go with that information into the data tables, and you can find stuff from, you know, a, a two six four caliber all the way up to a three three eight caliber. It's going to work uh, for your application. And, and like you well, said, well, I'm going to tell you, Andrew, when, when you grab me, you, I mean, you said there. I want to put one of these in your hands, and you took me out to your truck in the parking lot, and I mean, said, "You got to see this." And once I saw it, I said, "Yeah, I get it. I understand what you're talking about. This is different." Tell people how they can find out more about. It. I know you got a website. Yes, sir. Go to our website. It's www.cartridgecomparisonguide.com. You okay, can also cartridge- get us on Facebook. Cartridgecomparisonguide.com. On, on Facebook and a, a cartridgecomparisonguide.com, and you can. When you look at it, you can see, okay, I get it. That's what's in here. Can they order it directly from uh, off this website? Yes, they can order it directly from us. Uh, Brownells is starting to carry it. Ah. Uh, uh, Cabela's is starting to carry it. So, But you can definitely order it from us. You know, holler at your local uh, sporting goods store. Ask them why they haven't picked it up yet. You know, we, we'd want to share this with the world. So <laughs> there you go. order from our website or, or talk to somebody local and say, hey, you got to get this. I want to buy one. Sounds good. Andrew Chamberlain, the author of Cartridge Comparison Guide. Uh, congratulations. I think you've done a fabulous job with this. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, one other thing, if anybody's working with Hunter's Education or firearm instructors, anything like that, we'd love to help you out. We'd love to send you some information. Uh, get a hold of us. We, we really want to do what we can to help, every out, help everybody be successful all together. Perfect. Hey, Andrew, thanks so much for joining us, man. Thank you, Tom. An honor to be here. Thank you. All right. You take care. CartridgeComparisonGuide.com will take care of that. Let's go straight to the phones. Line one, Chuck is with us out of Texas. Hello, Chuck. How doing? Hello, Tom. You had a caller a while ago that accused you of painting a broad brush on law enforcement. My granddad was a sheriff. My dad was a deputy sheriff. Uh, I'm twice retired law enforcement. At one time, I was the uh, CLEO and a member of the IACP, International Association of Chiefs of Police. So I've been up to my ears in law enforcement for 40-plus years, and I'm going to say as a long-time listener, you have never painted law enforcement with a broad brush. You have never said all law enforcement is this, that, or the other. You have always said, look, there are some rogue agencies and some rogue individuals, and we as in the police community, we must police our own ranks. We must be extremely vigilant in rooting out and eliminating those rogue elements and it doesn't matter if it's an individual or a department. You as a peace officer are obligated, you are you have a sacred duty to enforce the law within your own community to root out and expose and eliminate uh, the out of control elements. Hey, and Chuck, Chuck, you, you know have what always uh, you know, made that distinction. And, well, and, I, I appreciate that. Let me just throw out a thought. It occurs to me while you're talking, there's something else that's happened in the last few years, and and that is video. Between dash cam videos and everybody having videos in their cell phones and such, now we have video. Now, before, people said, well, there was police brutality, and the priests were, were acting this way, and people say, yeah, 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 people say that. Criminals accuse them of that. Now we have video evidence of this. Well, because of that, it seems to me, agencies and individual officers have more of a burden to police their own ranks because I cannot think of anything that harms the relationship 
between the police and the community more than widespread viral videos of these police abuses that we is not they nobody can claim that it's not happening because we can see it. I mean, it's right there. So it seems to me that the widespread use and dissemination of videos like this is yet another reason for agencies to get real serious about cleaning this up. Yeah, it's 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 really you know it's it's something it's a sacred duty it's an obligation and for, to protect our own you know relationship with the community it's incumbent on us because we are the first line we're the ones who see it we're the ones who must take the initial action right, and, yeah. and like I say there's just been so much glamorization of this paramilitary SWAT team mentality that especially these young troops get sucked up into that, and it's up to the old-timers to say, look, son, we're not here to bust somebody. We're here to enforce the law. We're here to try to establish justice. Yeah, I mean, Jack, you're right on the money. i got to tell you, just as a, a guy who's watched this militarization of our police forces over the years, when I see an officer roll up with his Kevlar, with his gloves on, and with, you know, it goes on and on with all the stuff on, because they got the cool toys now, because they can get the federal grants to get all the stuff. I look at that and think, you know, this guy probably doesn't even know what the term peace officer means. Law enforcement officer is a different thing. And I'm not sure that the law enforcement officer really understands that he's there to help us. He's just there to enforce the law, no matter which way it goes. Your thoughts on this would be appreciated. 866-TALK-GUNS. This is Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. You're listening to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. All right, back with you here. 866-TALK-GUNS. We've got a bunch of people who want to talk, and we're going to get to everybody, but you're going to have to make it quick. So we're going to run through these as quickly as we can. So everybody kind of listen up. When we get to you, let's get to it. Line two, Clint's with us out of Iowa. Hello, Clint. You're on Gun Talk. Go. Hi, Tom. Thanks for uh, taking the call and appreciate everything you do for gun owners. But I wanted to talk about the Dayton, Dayton Ohio officer, and I really mm-hmm. appreciate everything the officers do for us. But there's, uh, I just, I, I really don't appreciate how the officers that do come across weapon owners that are carrying or have the possibility of carrying, that they're appalled that you're carrying a weapon and that they feel like they're the only ones that are allowed to or have the right to carry a weapon. And it, mm-hmm. it just makes it disheartening and it makes a person feel, it not feel good that they think they're taking, you're taking their speciality away from them because everybody else can carry it and they feel like they should be the only ones that need to carry it. Well, I'll tell you what, here's a test for you. If you ever hear law enforcement say something about civilians, you know you're talking to a problem. Because cops are civilians, and they'll say, well, you know, he's a civilian, or we're dealing with civilians. No, 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 no. That is an open view into a mindset. So I appreciate that, Clint. Let me scoot down and talk on line three to uh, Richard out of Portland, Oregon. A little switching subjects a little bit. Hey, Richard, thanks for your patience. Hi, uh, I wanted to talk to you about, I have a, a lady friend that wants to buy a pistol, uh, and she's looking at the uh, Beretta PX uh, Storm and the mm-hmm. uh, Ruger LCR. Uh, 
I've never shot either one of them personally, so I don't know what to tell her about them. I, that well, Moretta's got the revolving are, barrel, and so I don't those know. Are ve- those are very <laughs> different guns. Those are yeah, very different guns. Um, let me ask you this. Um, why? What's your role in this? What's going on here? Well, uh, just basically, I, I have quite a few guns, and she knows I have them, and then okay. she's just asking me for advice. And I'm trying to give her some advice, but uh, the store she's dealing with is, is convinced her that this uh, uh, LCR is the one for her. And uh, but I saw this Beretta PX Storm; it's got the revolving barrel to reduce the recoil. And so I'm not sure. That's okay, a good gun here's or... what we need to do. Here's what you need to do: get her to a shooting range, and with an instructor, not you but a certified firearms instructor who will bring two or three or four different guns. Now, maybe the range has guns to rent. She needs to get training, you know, an hour or so or maybe two hours of instruction and shoot several different guns herself because it does no good for me to tell her what she ought to have or for you to tell her what she ought to have. She may pick it up and say, I hate this thing. I don't like the way it feels, whatever. The only way for her to know is to go out and shoot them. Yeah, why well, I had taken her out and she shot uh, my J frame, which quite a bit of kick, but she was pretty good with it. Uh, she mm-hmm. saw my Sig P two thirty, my Sig two two six, and uh, so just just to give her a variety of. Uh, well, I mean, and, and that's okay. good. Look, the LCR is going to have it's going to be an easier trigger pull. It's a very nice revolver, and weirdly enough, it seems to have a little less recoil. I don't know how they accomplished that. Um, but, again, I, I'm going to go back. I'm going to keep going back to the same place. She needs to get her hands on these. At the very least, she needs to go put her hands on each of these guns, see how she likes them, try the triggers on them, and then if she can shoot them, even better. But, frankly, you need to step out of it and let her go try these guns because you can actually cloud the situation if you're saying, well, you know, here's one you ought to look at. Well, why? It may not fit her. We have no idea what's going to work for her. She's got to go to the store and try these out in her hand, and if at all possible, go to extra effort, even if you got to go to another store or to another range, and, and try them and shoot them. Right. Okay? Okay. All right. I appreciate Good. the call, sir. Let me do this. Let's go down to uh, Neil on line four. Neil, talk to me about this 12-gauge you're looking for ammo for. Well, I inherited that from my uh, family. My my grandmother used it to uh, ward off rustlers in Texas. And, wow. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. But uh, the problem is, my grandpa told me that uh, since the gun's old, not to shoot high base shells in it. And I can't find any buckshot in low base shotgun, 12 gauge shotgun. Well, yeah, high base, low base is a misnomer. We used to think of high base as being high pressure loads. That's not true at all. Uh, high base and low base has nothing to do with what the pressure level is. What kind of gun is it? What brand? It's a Model 97 Winchester pump. Oh, shoot. Uh, with an exposed hammer? Yeah. Oh, that thing will shoot whatever you want to stick in. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Just buy good ammo and stuff it in there. 97 is it's as strong as a tank. Great. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. No. No. It's no problem. You got one of the great guns in history, and you I, got a 97. So that is, that is a fabulous, fabulous shotgun. Yeah. Get. I tell you what. Try some of the new. They've got some new reduced recoil buckshot loads. Uh, shop around. See if you can find those. They work great, and they kick less, and those are very worthwhile finding. This, I appreciate that. 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. This is Gun Talk.
It's more than a new set of features. It's about raising your expectations of what a polymer pistol should be. It's about creating a new standard of value. Welcome to the XDM. Shouldn't you have one? To see the gun that everyone is talking about, go to springfield-armory.com. That's springfield-armory.com. Looking for shooting instruction but don't know where to go? Well, we have it, and you can access hours of training and safety videos, which you can watch on your home computer. On GunTalkTV.com, we have top competitive shooters, the best in self-defense trainers, and folks who have hunted all over the world, helping you learn which gun to buy, how to use it, how to store it safely, and everything else you need to be a safe and competent shooter. We also have gun makers showing off their newest rifles, shotguns, and handguns. Doesn't matter if you're a veteran shooter or a complete beginner, you'll find what you need at GunTalkTV.com. You can check it out for free, and you can get full access for only $5.95 a month. That gives you unlimited access to hundreds of videos, and we're adding more all the time. Run the videos over and over to make sure you understand what's being said. Skip around. You're in control. Get smarter. Shoot better. Visit GunTalkTV.com. John, I love weekends out here at the range, but with these ammo prices, I don't know if I can keep coming. Hey, why not load your own ammo? I did, and I'm saving a bunch of money. Plus, it's fun. Well, I thought of loading my own shot shells. It's easy. My mech loader works like a dream. Easy setup, too. And mech is the leading name in shot shell loaders, with models for anyone, from beginner to shooters who need high volume. Check them out at mechreloaders.com. Mechreloaders.com, huh? I'll do it. Right, welcome back to Gun Talk. 866-TALK-GUNS. I'm Tom Gresham. Just give me a holler. 866-TALK-GUNS. Line 1, Louie's with us out of Houston, Texas. Louie, thanks for calling. Hey, Tom. Just wanted to uh, speak real quick. Uh, I'm a veteran uh, federal agent for the past 21 years serving my country. I served in Afghanistan as my father served in Korea. And I just wanted to tell you, I, I take offense to your comments regarding the BATF. And uh, how you do, how you uh, don't like to see uh, law enforcement officers in, in Kevlar and gloves. Um, I, I put I've arrested hundreds, hundreds of violent criminals uh, from drug dealing to home invasions to kidnapping to uh, illegal gun running. And uh, I take offense to your comments regarding uh, you believe in 30 percent of law enforcement officers or. Or off the deep end. And, uh, no, no, whoa, 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 whoa. wait, wait. You, you do not get to just tell me what I say. What I said is that police officers tell me it's 30%. I said I thought it was 10%. The cops are telling me they think it's 30%. So don't be putting words into my mouth. Now, I'll let you have your say, but I'm not going to let you position and say that I said things I didn't say. Yeah, yeah, sure you did. Well, I'll tell you what, Tom, this is the last time I listen to your show because I think you and your listeners are full of it. Well, that's your opinion. I appreciate that. That's, I don't find that to be a real open idea. Are you, I don't know if you've hung up or if you're still there. Are you there, Louie? Nah, he hung up on me. So Louie doesn't want to have a conversation. He just wants to steamroll or bulldoze. 
wouldn't tell me what he thought my the problem was with my opinion with ATF. Now, I go back 30 years watching ATF abuse. I've watched them ruin lives. I read the reports of them shooting the wrong people. I read the reports of them going in and, and confiscating property when they had the deeds on them, when they went in there with a plan to get the property. Didn't find anything when they got there, but they were planning on taking the property. It's a rogue agency. I didn't decide that they were a rogue agency. U.S. Congress, Congressman John Dingell called them a rogue agency. All I'm doing is using the label that the United States Congress came up with for the ATF. Oh, yeah, and that was 25 years ago. So this is not like a new thing. But Louis didn't want to have a conversation about that. He just wanted to steamroll and push and push and push. Hmm. Consistent? I don't know. But let me just clarify. I said I thought that 5 to 10% of the officers were problems. I had several cops call on the air and say, Tom, you're way out of line. It's like 30% or more. It's a lot more than you think it is. I don't know. I'm not there. I figure the cops are there. They know what the real numbers probably are. Line two, Ken's with us out of Carson City, Nevada. Hello, Ken. Well, hi, Tom. Hey, agree or disagree with you, I'll keep listening to you, not to worry. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, absolutely. Listen, I'm a big fan of 1911s. I own a couple of them, one in 45, one in 9mm, and I just saw uh, on the Internet and elsewhere a thing called a Kunin 1911 in 357 Magnum, and I'm, I must admit it's very intriguing. Are you familiar with that? Uh, have you heard anything well, about well, it? I mean, you know I, mean I know of it. I, I know of it. That's all I know. I have never shot it. Um, it may be fabulous, and, you know, I'm sure there are folks who think it's great. The 357 Magnum cartridge is a great cartridge. I like the cartridge. In my experience, when you start saying, okay, I'm going to take a design that was made for a rimless cartridge, and I'm going to make it for a rimmed cartridge, you add a lot of complications. Now, Kunin may have figured it all out, and this thing may work just slick as a singer sewing machine. I don't know. Uh, I just know that I would want to have a lot of info on it before I got one. Now, if you're saying you've got other 1911s and you think this would be fun to have to add to the collection, more power to you. Go for it. Find you one and, and, and do it. And when you do, call us and let us know because, as I say, I don't have any experience with it. I just know that when you start redesigning a gun to take a really different kind of cartridge, it certainly introduces challenges at that point. Yeah, I hear you. You know, Tom, I will do that if I get a hold of one of these things. I absolutely uh, will call you back and give you uh, a report. I'll, I'll run a bunch of rounds through it, and we'll see how it does. Sounds good. I appreciate that. That'd be good. I, I love to get reports from folks who have guns and say, all right, this is how it really works for you. Appreciate that call. Oh, by the way, uh, on that uh, other call, Louie, um, what do you think about that? Do you, you know, when you got a guy that says, I'm just not going to listen to your show anymore and then won't stop and even have the conversation about, you know, why? What's the problem? Just, I'm going to call and tell you that you're wrong, and I'm not going to let, you know, it's, that's not how we solve things, and that's certainly not how we learn from each other. Eh, just my thoughts on it. Line uh, three, Williams out of Houston, Texas, another one from Houston. Hey, William. Hey, Tom, long-time listener, first-time caller, but i got a question for you. Sure. 
Um, I've owned four Bursa handguns, a uh, mm-hmm. 9mm, 45, and a 380. And in all the magazines I read, there's a lot of talk between Ruger and Sig and Glock, but Bursa really does not get almost any mention whatsoever. Um, I bought the seven round 380 for my wife. Mm-hmm. She got real good at it when the third generation 15 round came out. It was a little bit uh, fatter in the grip. I got her that one, and she is doing wonderful with it. It is an absolutely great gun, and I actually did have one malfunction with it that uh, I took it to the local uh, Bursa people here. Uh, it was sent off and back in, in like 10 days. No questions asked. Got it fixed. Never had yeah. another issue. With Nothing it. to complain about there. That's good service. It was, I mean, and, and they called me told me, hey, it arrived, yeah. it's in the shop, it's on its way. I mean, okay. the customer service was really good, but I guess my question is, is there is there something, has somebody heard something bad about these guns, or they're just not getting any press because they're not one of the big the big five? Well, it's an interesting question. Um, I, first of all, let me say, I've never heard anything bad about the Bursas. I get uh, comments and calls from people who say, you know, I bought a Bursa, I really like it, it works real well for me. Just, basically the same thing you have. You said. On the other hand, to the more pointed question of why don't they get more press or ink, some companies have good public relations departments and some companies have none. I know the people at most of the major gun companies. I don't know anybody at Bursa. Never been contacted by anybody there. Wouldn't have a clue who to talk to there. They're essentially invisible within the industry. I mean, they sell a lot of guns, and maybe they feel like they don't need to be out there in front of the media, the firearms media. I don't know the answer to that. I'm, you know, I'm merely speculating here. But I'm just saying that you're saying, why don't they get more coverage? Well, maybe they don't contact anybody in the media and to say, look, here's a press release, or here's the information, here's what we're doing, here's our, our new model, here's our, you know, I mean, uh, that's how it works. You, you, it's that old deal. If if you want people to know about your your product or your service, you gotta tell them. In this case, the conduit that you use is the firearms media, whether it's you know the firearms magazines or gun talk radio or television shows or whatever. If you want to come out the other end of the megaphone, you gotta stick it on one end so it'll go out the other end. That's just my supposition, speculation. It's just from, from my view what I'm thinking. But no, to your question, never heard anything bad about it. And just as you said, most people really do like the person. 866-TALK-GUNS. Oh, by the way, um... If you are not a member of the True Squad, the Gun Talk True Squad, you're going to want to join because we're going to be making an offer to members of the True Squad in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be limited. When it's gone, it's gone. You sign up by going to guntalk.com, and under Resources, there's the True Squad. You can sign up. And all that means is you're going to be getting a newsletter from us about once a month when I've got, whenever i got something to say, <laughs> occasionally. Uh, but I decided that... We ran across some things that there are not very many of them, and they're awfully special. I'm not going to tell you about them right now. 
But, and I probably will talk about them on the radio, but only after the people who are on the True Squad list have first crack at them. And if they're gone, then we won't even talk about them on the radio if they pick them all up. So this is something that has popped up, found it back in the closet. We found some things that uh, I think are pretty special. Anyway, go to uh, guntalk.com, look under resources, sign up to be a member of the Gun Talk True Squad. Let's see here. Um, I want to go line one. Miles is with us out of Reno, Nevada. Hello, Miles. Hello, Tom. Yes, sir. I uh, had a statement about uh, hunting with AR-15s, AR-10s. Uh-huh. Uh, I asked a good friend of mine about this, and I'll never forget what he said. That it's kind of like going off-roading in a Porsche. They're a bit heavy. They're kind of expensive. They can be a little finicky in this way and that way. And even then, you might even get hassled by, say, a game warden who's ignorant of the laws and might think you're hunting with a machine gun and hassle you for it. Have you ever run across that? Uh, no, but I've heard a few stories of it. From people who it actually happened to? Yeah. Hmm. I would think that probably doesn't happen anymore since pretty much everybody understands that, I mean, even Remington's making AR-15s for hunting and camouflage. I mean, it's, it is, it has become the preferred platform. You mm-hmm. have hundreds of thousands of people getting out of the military, and that's the gun they know. That's the gun they want to buy. That's what they're going to go hunting with. So, yeah, some of them are heavy, some, you know, but they're, then again, some of them are light. If you start putting, putting all the doodads and the guard, I mean, the rails and everything else on them, they get heavy in a hurry. But if you fix yeah. yourself up a really nice, lightweight one, they're delightful. So, yeah, you could go however you want to go with it. But, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Um, they are more reliable than you might think. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing, do you have AR-15s? Uh, no, I'm, uh, I like uh, uh, I like these sort of guns, but I'm not a fan of the AR-15. Uh, my dad was in Vietnam, and he told me some real horror stories about them. Okay, well, that was that was half a century ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, I mean, it's half a century ago, really, and and we're still basing our opinion on guns that were made a half a century ago. It's not the same gun. They're more reliable now. They work. We work the bugs out. Besides, we got Robert McNamara out of the way. So I would encourage you to go out and, and try them again and see if it, everybody else seems to be happy with them. I would encourage you to try it. I think you're going to find a gun that you really like. Let me quickly run down to line three. Uh, Rick is with us out of Spokane, Washington. Rick, got about a minute. Is Rick there in Spokane? Hello, yeah, Rick. Yeah, can, you hear, can you hear me? I, I got you. Go ahead. You are very evil. Two new guns, thanks to you, at least one of them, a new Ruger in 1811. You got the Ruger 1911. You're lucky because oh, those yeah. are hard to come yeah, by. I, I'm sorry. I, I just love that gun. <laughs> well, it is a great pistol. Uh, what made you buy this gun? Uh, I heard you guys talking about it. There's a lot of good stuff on the Internet. One of the few things, things good about it, one of my dealers had one and kind of called me over and said, you want to buy that? He was trying to sell me a fake Rolex, and, and he had this gun. And this thing shoots like a million bucks. It's like flies to honey at the range. Yeah, they, when people there, you have one. Everybody wants to look at it. Well, so congratulations! I, I, I congratulations on getting that. In fact, I've heard from dealers say, "Man, I, I could sell all of them I can get." And Ruger's making a whole bunch of them, but I guess they're just selling all of them. But yeah, the, the Ruger 1911, it's it's a lot of value. I mean, there are more expensive ones out there, but this one has a lot of value. Eight six six Talk Guns is our number here. When we come back, we're going to be talking about hunting hogs and having a good time.